cool bar stool. In a couple minutes, I'm going to invite my friend Andrew Foxwell back to the show. We'll be talking about whether Facebook's for brands that aren't e-commerce or looking at direct response, looking at Instagram, lead ads, lots of fun stuff. Now, before we get there, just a heads up. So, you know, I'm trying to do something special for my podcast listeners. Because you guys out there are a little bit quieter because we can communicate in different ways. Um, recently, I had a special for annual membership for the Power Hitters Club that ended. And I wanted to keep it going, but only for you guys, for the, for the, uh, pop, uh, for the podcast listeners. So if you go to johnlumber.com slash 594pub, you will get access to a special deal for annual membership of Power Hitters Club at $594. So to give you an idea of what that means, $97 a month is the month-to-month cost. So you're saving almost 50% if you go annual. But you also get access to every single, so four workshops that I've done so far, all of those replays that I've otherwise been selling for $147 a piece. You get access to weekly webinars. I'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on. You'll have access to a private community of more than 400 advanced Facebook marketers who share all kinds of great experiences. So again, go to johnloomer.com slash 594pub to get that special deal. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from johnlumber.com and John Limber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So today, once a month we do this, I invite my friend, my fellow Facebook ads nerd and geek, but former football player, Andrew Foxwell. How you doing, Andrew? Hey, I'm doing really good, John. Thanks for having me. You know, I had to slide that in there. And just, I learned something new about you today that you actually played football. Football in college. No, in high school. Oh, was it high, in high school? school? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't play football in college. Well, we could lie about that. We could edit that out. No, but yeah. uh, uh, we learned something new. I mean, I, first of all, I saw you in that GE commercial. Like, ah, there's always something new I'm learning about Andrew Foxwell. Yeah, I, yeah. That, if any of you have seen those, and you know, that's me. Um, I do a lot of side <laughs> acting, so... This is kind of, kind of something I do. That's right. um, something I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. The, so the, the guy with the the glasses and the dark hair, you, you know who he is. That, that's that could be Andrew. We're gonna say it's Andrew. It looks could be like absolutely. So you know how this works, man. Uh, it's nine thirty my t- nine twenty my time, ten twenty your time. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Milwaukee Brewing Company Berliner Weiss Increase Wheat. Oh wow. I don't think I've seen that one. I've not seen Pretty that Pretty excited. You should be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, so I finally made a trip to the liquor store and I bought all kinds of crazy stuff I'd never heard of before and which ended up being like the biggest liquor store tab I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, St. Bernardus. Oh yeah. You know what this is? ABT 12. It's from Belgium. Mm-hmm. This one? Yeah. You got to pour it in the glass. It's a 12 percenter, so just be is careful it? with that. Is that yeah. what that means? The ABT 12? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, 
it's you're gonna you're gonna want to you're gonna want to be uh, you're gonna want to be careful with that. That's that's some serious Belgian beer, my friend. Oh man, I, I just got done saying how uh, I'm not feeling real good about drinking a beer at this time in the morning today. So this will be this will be fun. We might have a drunk episode. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. Put on your seatbelts. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's a little strong. It's good though. It's good. How's yours? <sighs> Good. Berry, berry-ish. Berry-ish. That's, that's good. All right. So lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I want to start with lead ads just because within the next few weeks, I'll be hosting a whole live workshop on lead ads. If anyone's still interested and you haven't registered, just go to johnlimber.com slash lead dash ads dash workshop. Uh, you experiment with these things yet? I have, yeah. I'm experimenting, experimenting with them in in, uh, in one account now. Considering doing it in a couple of others, um, a lot of my clients are selling products. So even for email signups, doing the manual piece isn't necessarily like super helpful right now. Um, but I think there's big potential with these, um, and I think it, where there's potential is even in some other industries you may not have thought of. Um, you know, in terms of. Uh, like if you're a local insurance agent or you're um, somebody that's out there that, that that is in more of a traditional sales role, um, having lead ads I think could be could be pretty big. Um, but I know that you're using automation tools right now, right, to, to kind of bring them in. So how does that work? Yeah, well, so first of all, anyone not familiar with lead ads, um, it basically just takes away the step of sending someone to your landing page on your website. Um, I know that concerns some people. It concerned me to a point. But it makes it so much more streamlined. Um, you click the link or call to action button, it just automatically pulls up a Facebook form, which pre-fills information from their profile. So they may not even need to enter name and email address, but they could edit it. And they just hit submit. Now, the negative to it out of the box is that um, you'd have to, they, they basically, Facebook gives you a file of all the email addresses collected and you need to export it and then import it into CRM manually unless you have a three-part third-party tool which I am using um, and actually if you uh, I believe this is the right URL if you go to johnlimmer.com slash lead dash response um, it's a affiliate link but you also get um, I'm not sure on the percentage 10% at least. You get at least 10% off um, in the first few months. Ask them when you do the demo what it is. But uh, <laughs> this is that's really random. But anyway, really good tool. Automated. Automates that whole process so that um, when you collect those leads, it automatically syncs to CR, your CRM. In my case, I've got two different ones for two different accounts. One that's going to Infusionsoft. One that's going to MailChimp. So it makes it really, really easy. Yeah, I like, I definitely like the, the concept of it. And I, I also like that there's more, you know, there are customizable fields. So I think there's some, yeah. there's a lot of potential if you haven't looked at those in that of, of being able to, to even, you know, customize your own questions really that a, a person can go through. I mean, I, one part of this is, is it, it's in it's in line with all the other products that Facebook has come out with this year. A lot of them, which, you know, instant articles. You're not leaving the platform. The Facebook buy button, you're able to buy right on the platform. So I think we'll continue to see more of this because Facebook likes to have the control, and they know that they can 
they can make that user experience better. Um, and, and I think that's something that as we look down towards ad units right now, what are other ways that they're going to do this? I, I personally believe that they're going to um, make that shopping experience more robust uh, within the next six months on Facebook. So, uh, you know, whereas we used to have the tabs um, where a lot of this, you know, store would live, quote unquote. Uh, and, you know, now I think we are going to expand into a larger shopping area and they've already started to do that with it's pages. Being well, yeah, it's already being tested. Yeah. So first of all, with the, within pages, certain tested pages, you got the, the shop shop area yep. and then yep. with certain pages and then, but also within your iPhone app, some people, this is a really limited test um, in your menu, you have an option for shopping and you click on that and then it's everyone who's selling stuff either through groups or pages i assume that you like but i don't know um mm -hmm. I, but that so that that's being tested now but yeah i agree it's it could be big yeah i mean i think right now it's being tested and i think they'll continue to walk down that road the thing that's interesting to me is as we as we think about facebook advertising um one of the pieces that becomes just increasingly important is photos and we've talked about this before on the podcast but you know what are the visuals and how are you selling your product because more than anything, our job is going to be making sure that we're representing visually what we're trying to sell, um, whether that is a product or that's a service. We're representing that in, in, a, in a visual way that's attractive and interesting because Facebook is going to take over shopping experience and try to get you into that. Now, you know, if you look where I, I, I try to do kind of hypothesizing about this. I mean, you look towards, you know, Google product listing ads and things like that on the platform and how they've worked those in um, and how there's visuals attached to them. A visual does a lot. I mean, you're going to click on a visual more than you're going to click on a, a text link. Um, and then obviously with Facebook ads, we have visuals now. But as you think about shopping down the road, there's no reason that Facebook couldn't compete to some degree with Amazon um, in terms of, you know, more of a targeted product searching that you're going for. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's pretty fascinating and because they just know so much about user behavior. And, and saying it could compete with Amazon sounds crazy, but anyone who's been paying attention, it's not that crazy because look what's going on with video. I mean, mm -hmm. saying anybody can compete with YouTube sounded crazy, but Facebook is doing it. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of what kind of results are you seeing with lead ads? I know I've. Based on you know what some people are reporting, I'm seeing mixed results. I mean, definitely compared to what I'm seeing, I'm seeing great results. Yeah, I mean, I think you know your your results are are always uh, a top line of what somebody can expect because your audience is curated so well, and they they're Facebook people that will click on it and find it interesting, and there's kind of put in mind for that. I think in the one test that I'm doing right now is <clears throat> um, small geographic market. Um, and I haven't had any leads come from it, to be honest, um, that I've seen. And I've been changing it up, but it's a very small geo, and it's a it's a product. It's it's something that I don't know that a lot of people would submit a lead for. I've only been doing it for about three days thus far, um, but I think there's, you know, it, it, it's it's there's an opportunity to, to continue to try it in other verticals. Um, I think those that are more tuned to towards it, like e-commerce, obviously, in that sense, it's, it's going to, would be a lot more successful. Um, and I, yeah, but I, they're getting served pretty well. I mean, they definitely are taking priority 
in terms of a CPM basis and uh, in comparison to other things that I'm seeing. So oh, really? I'm, yeah. Well, because um, one, one of the complaints I've seen is that it's more expensive to reach people with it. Um, I'd have to mm-hmm. look... Mine are cheaper. I'd have to look more closely at mine. I believe mine are more expensive CPM as well. Um, I could probably even bring it up, but... Um, that, but it doesn't it doesn't matter because at the end of the day I'm seeing um, half the price for the lead itself just because it's streamlined and it's easier. So yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care if it costs more if, to reach somebody if I get a cheaper CPA. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are reporting. Not as, I don't say a lot. It's just it's tough when you talk. I've seen a few reports of people saying it's more expensive and I'm gonna you know stick with landing pages. Um, stick with what works, obviously, but I can't help but think they're doing something wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think probably in my sense right now, it's uh, it's the product I'm working with, which has something to do with it. Um, well, but but if if you were trying, but the main point is, is isn't that the lead ad wasn't working? Like, are you getting success if you otherwise send them to a landing page? Right. No, it's. I don't think. I. I think the lead ad is actually doing in comparison to like pretty much similar to what I, what a regular lead ad or you know a page, landing page would do. Um, I think the interesting thing about about landing pages is there's been a lot of us in the, in in the industry that have spent a lot of time um, setting up that Facebook ad to one form, uh, one field landing page. Um, and I, obviously, you know, we've talked about that before that that's a little bit dangerous territory. Um, and I, I think that, uh, it it behooves us to have them just spend more time on landing pages and even on these lead ads. And we thought, I mean, creating and creating just that experience right away, that it's something you want to be a part of. Um, you know, we, so often it's it's fascinating to me people want to they see something that they think is successful and they want to take it and replicate it and they say well my buddy over here is getting 50 cents a lead and he's you know running them to a, a single field landing page and that's great that that might be a model that works but uh but in some places too i mean i think part of probably why you're seeing success and others maybe as well is that they're warmed up you know it's not the first time they've heard from you yeah so and to be clear to be clear for this because uh, it's the one in particular i'm looking at and i have the the numbers up right now the one I'm looking at, I'm asking for three things because it's a, a for a webinar. First name, last name, and email address. Um, and now the price has gone up from the initial. I was initially getting like 25 cents. Right now it's 40, 41 cents using a lead ad. It So keep in mind that's only going to mobile then when you're using lead ads. The one's going to desktop, which typically is a, that's a higher CPM. It's, uh, yeah, typically a higher CPM going to desktop. I'm getting uh, 60 cents per uh, conversion. So going desktop, sending them to my landing page. But the CPM for desktop, sending them to my landing page is 358. For the lead ad, going just to mobile, is 662. So it's close to double for me in this case, this small sample case, um, for the CPM. But... I'm I'm getting less in term uh, in terms of the cost per lead for the lead ad. Right. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I think uh, hopefully I can we'll do some other testing and start to see if uh, if there's if there's some success that I can see. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think so. you can't ask for too much information too, because even like with this one, once you ask for first name, last name, and email address, they don't they only put two two things two requests on one screen. And then they f- you have to flip to the next screen to 
get the email address or whatever it right. was. And right. so you are adding a step, you know, when you add more than, when there's more than two things requested, um, or maybe even when you add a custom question, I don't know. So those are, those are things you got to keep in mind. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that they had a, a, the secondary screen on there for, for a third question. Uh, I would assume in the future they'll consolidate that yeah. because why would there need to be, it's, it's also, there's a ton of white space. <laughs> like, it is. That's why I didn't understand why they didn't even do that. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I only asked initially, I only asked for email. That's why, I mean, cause I was like, I'm not going to have them go to another screen. So, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm also using it for that Ryan's baseball team. Did I tell you I was doing it with that too? But so, no. but in that case, I'm asking custom questions. So what's your child's name, which is probably you know, a little scary, but, and then what team did, you know, did they play for last year? He or she, usually he played for last year. And so, you know, I'm asking for a decent amount. Also, their name, the, the parent's name, phone number, email address. So I'm asking for a ton of info on that one. Obviously, that's a completely different type of lead. That's that's more that's close, more closely aligned to a sa- true sales lead, even though I'm not selling it. Are you are you doing are you seeing good results with that as well? Well, obviously, it's very different. I'm not getting 40 cents per lead on that one, but I've gotten nine leads on that that have been very helpful. So, yeah, that's cool. But you know, and, and targeting in there is important too. So I've been able to target a whole bunch of website visitors mainly um, for that one. And uh, so, but I, obviously there's lots of factors for making these things work. And I think at the end of the day, we, it's not because the lead ad, the, the type of ad as far as why something didn't work in particular. I don't, it's often because of, you know, the, like you're talking about the creative or the imagery, or if you have a landing page, what's, what's on that landing page, how long it takes to load, all that kind of stuff. So Lots of factors to consider. Yeah, interesting. Cool. All right, so uh, once again, if you're interested in learning more about lead ads, sign up for my workshop. It's going to be on November 11th. Go to johnloomer.com slash lead dash ads dash workshop. All right, cheers to you, my man. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so I, this, I feel like this is a couple topics here, but Facebook... I know a lot. There are a lot of brands um, getting on Facebook. Don't know where to start. In particular, if um, they're not an e-commerce company, uh, they're not direct response. So it's it's not clear to them if Facebook's even for them in the first place. I Man, what do you say to those people? Well, I, I think this is a really interesting thing as we as those of us in our Facebook advertisers think about how we continue to expand our. Uh, you know, our market and our market share that we have uh, going on in our business uh, is that if you, if you talk, you know, I think a lot of people believe that in order to have Facebook be successful, they need to have a product they're selling online or something like that. Um, And what's interesting is there's a ton of companies out there that are brick and mortar businesses that are thinking about ways to advertise and just don't know what's possible within the Facebook advertising world. And so, um, and, and also, you know, there's sophisticated ways to get a lot of data and information that people don't realize. So an example of this and a case study of this is, that's pretty cool is one that um, that I did recently with a, a local brewery here in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, and, and they had uh, four different beers that they wanted to promote um, They wanted to put those out to different audiences. That's right. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. We, we then defined uh, four different uh, audience groupings. Um, that were very specific, uh, people that were young craft beer drinkers, people that were 
middle-aged um, craft beer and like hardcore uh, you know, users of untapped and things like that. Uh, people that were older whiskey drinkers drinking high-end uh, spirits and then there was a foodie female um, kind of like more health conscious uh, group and we took each of these beers in three different geographic areas and we matched them um, to essentially like did we sent the same messaging to, to all these uh, we to all groups in different geos and what we found out at the end of the day was we were able to say oh, this beer to this audience works well in this geo, and this beer to this audience works well in this geo. And some of it was very surprising. We had one beer that was actually um, one of the first beers that the brewery had come up with that, uh, that they had rebranded, and, and it was actually the messaging for that was the most popular. Um, and most popular, we qualified on website clicks, and then we looked at direct click off of Google Analytics of how long they spent on the site. Mm -hmm. And then we also looked at CPM pricing. So we were able to have three levers that we looked at in terms of what it costs to get people there, uh, and then what, how long they spent if they did direct click and start reading things. Um, and that was extremely powerful and actually has influenced the whole rest of their marketing and branding that they've done. Um, they're able to say now when they do promotions, okay, we're going to go up to the Fox Valley, uh, which is an area in northeastern Wisconsin where you're from, and they're able to say, okay, I think we should spend money on this billboard with this dollars behind it. Um, and outside of you know the money that they were spending, they on Facebook they only spent a little bit more money on uh, billboards, and else and that was it really. Hmm. So I think this is an, the reason I bring this topic up, and I think it's fascinating is. We, a lot of us in e-commerce get stuck in the e-commerce world, right? You're doing Facebook ads for leads. You're doing Facebook ads for selling a product. And what's, what's interesting is if you talk to any business out there, uh, no matter what they're doing, brick and mortar, or you know, they have some sort of a uh, audience that they think is more nuanced. Uh, uh, you know, I talked to somebody the other day, their, their audience is hospital administrators. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, I said, well, what have you done on Facebook? And they hadn't really, they said, well, we don't, I don't think it's for us. Well, you could model, you know, three different ways to get to those people with different messages and start to do message testing to qualify. And oh, by the way, there's no minimum spend, right? Really? I mean, there's no, you can also learn about devices, um, where they are clicking and things like that with the advanced reporting that's possible on Facebook. And there's really no other place you can do this on the web. Uh, I mean, you can do it to some degree in, in, in other places, of course, that, but those are more demand capture. And so I love that you can use Facebook to try to do this multivariate testing. There's more opportunity for us than I think we realize because it's such an effective marketing method um, that I think the full potential hasn't really been reached by a lot of people. So how are you, excuse me, how are you measuring success in these cases where it's not? Well, a lot of times it's, it depends upon the, it depends upon you know, the ultimate KPI with a lot of clients is selling more products. So in the brewery, it was selling more product. I mean, that was a big part of it. Um, you know, is volume up from what it was last month? So that's a big part of it. But then the way that I'm initially measuring it is website clicks, the cost per website click, the CPM pricing, and then looking at the, the time on site from a direct click Google Analytics uh, UTM tag um, on the URL to see, okay, those that do directly click are spending X amount of time on the site. Um, and so, and, and even if I, I always tell people, even if we go through this exercise and there hasn't been a big increase in sales, let's say, you're gonna know more than you did before. You're gonna know that 
you know, this audience responds to this type of messaging. And that's invaluable. I mean, think about the amount of money that's out there in business right now to test messaging in marketing. I mean, just purely on that basis, companies and corporations especially will spend insane amount of money to do message testing and surveys and see what resonates with people. And, I, and Facebook can fill that gap for them. And I don't think a lot of people have thought through that conceptually um, because they don't know sort of what it's capable of. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, I, I totally get um, grappling with, with the measurement side of it. But end of the day, I mean, how do you measure the success of a billboard or, you know, all this other stuff where ultimately right. you're just you're trying to drive awareness <clears throat> and drive people to your place of business. If you're not selling online, if you're not collecting leads online, you're driving to your place of business and you're going to mm -hmm. measure the uptick based on, oh, I did this kind of advertising this month. So it is a little fuzzier, but you know I think especially with Facebook where you can measure things additionally like yeah the cost per website click and how long they spend on site and all and then compare you know what they're visiting on on your site and how long to if that was a product for example did the sales of those product products uh, go up and uh, there you go you've got a little bit of measurement in terms of success. right and I, you know one thing that I think really fascinating about this. I've seen a number of um, different companies that pitch their Facebook services as a package, right? So those of you that are listening to this that are marketing, um, they own your, you know, you know, you own your own marketing company where you work in a marketing firm or whatever. Um, this is an interesting way is that you don't necessarily have to just tell people you do Facebook ads. Maybe you specialize in a certain sector, right? And, and maybe you specialize in the healthcare sector or you specialize in marketing for um, the construction sector. I don't know, whatever it is. And there's ways that you can actually build a Facebook testing, message testing program that is using the tactics that we talk about here uh, on, a, on a regular basis, but is, but is more strategic. And I think there's something really valuable about that. I mean, two examples of this, I talked to a, a friend of mine who hired a company um, and they do real estate marketing. That's their whole thing. And they've developed a proprietary system um, that helps people to gain leads. And all that they're doing is essentially encouraging people to boost a post of a photo album. And then they have a proprietary product that somebody clicks through and they fill out a lead form before they can see the photos for the rest mm -hmm. of the property. And that, that product itself, that system, quote unquote, is 35, excuse me, 2000 a month. So, you get so there's one example. Another example is a friend friend called me uh, two weeks ago and said, "Well, I'm thinking about they, she works for a very large corporation. Thinking about hiring this this one company to help me do uh, stuff with my Facebook page to change the tone of my Facebook page. They had a product that was sort of towards an older market, and they want to bring it back into to being a younger, more fresh audience of moms. And um, this company they've been speaking to said that they helped change the tone of Facebook pages with content and with ads, and that service was $4,500 a month. Hmm. And, and, and that doesn't include ad spend. So what's fascinating about this to me is as we think of, I think we sometimes oversimplify ourselves, and we sometimes oversimplify some of the things that we're doing. In reality, if you know the tactics that you're learning from JohnLimber.com and John Limber Digital on Facebook, and you know, you're you're taking those and putting them into effect, you can wrap interesting other pieces around this that are really fascinating. I mean, this message testing thing to me, I think is a big opportunity for my business to be able to say to people, look, try, just try with me spending money on Facebook and let's see what we can find out about who responds where and why they're doing that. 
um, and how we can reform this into making sure that our brand continues to evolve and make sense to the consumer. So you kind of enter, your, you can enter yourself into a different stratosphere and that's how people ask me, well, how do you, you know, how can I charge more? And that's a conversation we had about three podcasts ago, but that's how you do it is you pitch yourself as a more sophisticated service. And I think Facebook affords you those opportunities. You really know what you're doing. No, absolutely. There's so much power there and, and data and opportunities that I think just most people don't even realize are there. Again, another, another example of that, and I'm kind of ignorant to this. I just know about this vaguely. I'm not sure if it's a test or who it's available to, but you know, specifically for these examples of offline businesses where that's where the business is done, Facebook allowing the, the opportunity to upload your offline customer list to measure the success of your ads, whether your ads were shown to those people who bought from you in store, right? Is, is was that part of Lyft or is that something else? I can I, I don't remember. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's all a part of uh, Lyft to some degree, um, and the kind of conversion Lyft testing that they're that they have been doing about yeah, looking at people that have come through and bought on your POS system and comparing it. Um, and there's minimums for doing that. Yeah, man, it's not about right now, buddy. Yep. But, I mean, the reality of it is, uh, if you're People spend money in different places, and, and I was talking to um, a, a huge group of insurance agents recently, um, about 40 of them, and they said that their primary you know, avenue of, uh, of kind of marketing that they've done uh, has been radio mm. and, <laughs> and sponsoring, and radio and sponsoring um, their small town, uh, like, baseball team flyers and think, kind of stuff that's more local like that. Um, and I think what's interesting is we ran a test with a lot of these agents and, and one of them came back and said that there's a lot of good success. And one of them came back and said she spent $280 and got 10, 10 leads and, and signed six policies off of that. Hmm. And so, you know, just think about that opportunity, right? I mean, it's just, I just think this is fascinating. It's fascinating that Facebook isn't just, selling product or sneakers on uh, even though that's what you hear a lot in case studies it, it can have applications that are much more grand and much more powerful because of the amount of people there and you know getting into talking about instagram i mean yeah. then with that i mean my god you know you can do almost anything all right hey, hey um, slow it down slow it down mr <laughs> andrew all right let's we're gonna shift gears talk about uh instagram but first we gotta take a break and take a quick sip of beer Cheers. You got to drink too. You can't just watch me drink, Andrew. Jeez. Well done. Okay. Instagram. I know you're really excited about Instagram. I now have the ability, finally, I think everyone does, to create ads for Instagram through Power Editor. I haven't done it yet. What am I missing? Uh, well, um, you know, there, it's it, first of all, Instagram, in terms of the cost per website click, is across the board for me, and I'm using Instagram in um, about five accounts now, and the cost per click is pretty consistently about a third of the cost of Facebook. Um, so normal newsfeed, that is. So that's huge for me. Um, that's an extremely powerful piece. Uh, I have two clients that are running Instagram uh, mobile app install, download ads and they're at consistently about half the cost for the, of the, for the uh, install of, for the install yeah mm -hmm. so uh 
it, it, it's really powerful. Um, it's definitely reaching um, a new section of people that I think we weren't reaching in other places necessarily. Uh, the thing that's, that other people have said that and there's been some chatter about this on the Power Hitters Club, um, which is it's a little bit inconsistent in reference to the volume that you get. Um, so a lot of people I've noticed are using it uh, within retargeting. So uh, they're getting a lot of, you know, they're using it for website custom audiences, which is a great application for it. And what I, what I have seen in other accounts I've been doing is like, you know, you'll go through and you'll get three conversions, zero conversions, seven conversions, zero, like, or, you know, three conversions, one conversion, like it's very up and down. And so the volume is, is not there. And, um, and obviously some of that is custom audiences. Um, but I've even seen that in other examples of, of, uh, of looking at it from a website click angle when I'm attaching it to the conversion pixel. Um, but the stuff that definitely works is more pictures uh, of lifestyle type of things. I mean, that's really what is bringing people through the door. Um, the lifestyle stuff does really well. So, um, so if I want to sell stuff, I should take pictures of me in front of my expensive Prius uh, in my lavish lifestyle with, with my, my dog behind me in the background. That's exactly right. In the yeah, that's... In a cul-de-sac with, with a glass of Coors Light. Yeah, that's and that basically as many nude photos uh, <laughs> you can put on the platform. That's probably what you're going to want so, to do. What's your, uh, what's an example of lifestyle? I guess a good example. I know mean, a lifestyle shot is you know somebody wearing your product in the wild, mm -hmm. quote unquote, or somebody that's um, that's kind of uh, you know it, it's not just. It, I mean, I think product shots work well too, but just people using your stuff and having, it looks like the rest of the photos you see on Instagram. I mean, people yeah. share photos on Instagram and they are uh, more, you know, they have an interesting look to them. They're a little bit more artsy there. And so thinking about that and kind of before you start to advertise on Instagram, don't directly take just stuff that you've had from Facebook and put it on Instagram. If you're not a user of it, I would sign up for it, get an idea of some visuals um, around kind of what's working. And, and try to have that make more sense um, to you first before you kind of press play. But yeah, I think it's a big opportunity for us. I mean, one of my clients, of course, is a, is, is an, um, is a small liberal arts college. And for them, this is huge. I mean, high schoolers are using it a lot. And there's been a lot of studies out there. There was a study that came out yesterday um, from Piper Jaffrey uh, talking about usage. And it showed that Instagram is actually the number one uh, used platform by teens. And then there was a study from Pew earlier this year that came out that said that Facebook's the number one and Instagram's the number two. And then Snapchat's in there in, in number three. But, uh, and I don't think that it's, they're using one or the other. They're using them kind of at the same time and they're using them in different ways. And so if, if millennials are a big part of it, I would definitely encourage you to, to, to give it a shot. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm really jacked on it because I, I think there's just so many 400 million people are using it, you know, and I think there's just so many applications for it. And right now it's ad space that it doesn't, isn't as competitive, to be honest. So That's true. I think, uh, you know, what I take it from this, especially once you said you're getting one third the cost per website click, like, okay, I got to experiment with this. Now, I've got to change my approach a little bit because, first of all, like you said, you got to do the old artsy you know, Instagram photo kind of thing. So it doesn't stick, you know, stick out like a sore thumb, but 
The other is one of my strategies is promoting posts. So that would be a post that already exists on Facebook that I shared to my fans. You can't promote those to Instagram. It has to be a fresh new link, whatever. So right. I have to do it differently. I mean, because, you know, there, there are a lot of uh, John Limmer Digital fans who are 18 to 18, 19 years old, right? Nah, oh yeah, I'm sure there are. I mean, there's uh, like kids I mean, in high school just I'm talking him, all man. about website custom audiences. Really? Hey, Michael, like he's like the most popular kid in school as a freshman, just because all his friends have heard about his dad, you know, and they're like they're all into Facebook marketing. It's it's awesome. Who hasn't? I mean, who, you know, like especially in high schools, you know. I always think it's funny that that line in uh, in Chris Brogan's uh, book, so the Freak Show Hair at the Earth, he talks about um, how he's a weird kind of celebrity that. Oh he, yeah. He he goes to some conferences and everyone wants to talk to him. Yeah. He's like, people want his autograph, and then he goes to the grocery store and people are like, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like nobody cares or has any no, idea. It is um, a very niche. So I'm on the you know the one fiftieth scale of the Chris Brogan thing too. Like I I have never in my life met somebody outside of a marketing setting who had any, you know, had ever you know seen my stuff or who knew who I was outside of you know, that it had to be a conference or something. And that's a different world yeah. when you go to one of those conferences, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny, but, uh, but no, I, I just, I just think if you haven't tried it, there's a lot of great resources out there. There's actually a, a pretty good case study from Facebook from peer V to bracelets on uh, that you can check out about using Instagram. Um, and I, I would just encourage you to give it a shot. I mean, especially, especially, and I'll say this, if you are somebody that has a brick and mortar and your um, store is part of your experience, I mean, that's really, you can, you have beautiful products. That's the type of stuff that's really going to work well there. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to, to walk people through kind of some of the little tips and tricks that I'm using on it um, that I think are kind of interesting if you can, you know, email me andrew at foxwelldigital.com i was getting a number of people emailing me on the override last time i had override. about seven or, eight, seven or eight people tweet me um but yeah i mean Insta i just think instagram is, is is really fascinating and um i think it, it really has expanded their reach um so now now we're not going to go into a whole other tangent i'm just going to ask this question really quickly are, are you snapping are you doing the snapchat you know, I, I, it's fascinating. I'm not using it now, um, and I, I've, I'm on it because I, I think it's interesting and I want to learn about it. Um, and I don't and, the, and the naked pictures. Naked pictures. Yeah, I mean, and obviously I've got to send my naked butt pics to people. Uh, but, you know, it, and my friends the, don't use it huge right now, so it's not big for me. If I was in high school, I'm sure I'd be using it. Um, or in college, I'm sure I'd be using it. I, we did an actually really cool thing. We did a, a, an Instameet with influential Instagrammers um, at the Grand Old Opry. I helped them organize it. Uh, they're one of my clients um, two weeks ago. And we had about 50 Instagrammers um, that came, uh, which was big. And the average number of followers they had was about 10,000 on Instagram. Hmm. And one of the gentlemen that was there, a uh, really cool guy, his name is Brandon Harvey. I'd encourage you to check him out. Uh, he has a huge amount of followers, over 100,000 on Instagram. And on Snapchat, I don't even know how many followers he has. Um, but he put up a Snap story, and it got half a million views in 24 hours. Um, and that, so that is really that is really fascinating, the ability to tell a story with these Snaps. Yeah. Um, and so to, to me, you know, that's, what's funny is that I, whenever a new platform comes out and things like that, I always think about Scott Stratton. 
and on marketing. And I always think about how people try to go out there and brands try to be cool, basically. <laughs> or those of us that don't really know it, like try to be cool and like try to put stuff on it. And the deal is, is just like what I was saying about Instagram is like, if you are somebody that you think Snapchat could work for, you have a large millennial market, you're trying to get in there, download it and like use it for a month. Don't put any ads on or don't try to make it promotional or anything. Even, you know, ads are really expensive right now. Mm. But like, use it before you make that switch. And I think that's, that's something that I'm still learning and frankly, why I haven't entered into it because I'm still learning about it. You know, I'm, I don't really get it 100% yet, but I can see the value of it and I think it's pretty cool. So I think it's fascinating. A lot of people, a lot of people I've talked to that are less than, let's say 21, I've probably talked to five or six different people about it that are family, family connections or family friends and stuff when I've seen them. And, um, and, and they actually say it's a replacement for texting for them. And in the snap, they'll take a photo of their feet and then they'll like write text on the photo. <laughs> and it's just like conceptually to me, that's like, doesn't make a lot of sense, yeah. but that's okay because conceptually to my dad, Facebook doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm, I, you know, I think all, you know, all we can do is consistently learn and, and consistently update ourselves and make sure that we understand it before we really start to press play on it from a marketing angle. Yeah. I, I admittedly don't understand it. I, I still haven't really used it. And we, we don't, we're, we're the like the unhip parents. We don't let Michael use Snapchat. We let him use Twitter and uh, Instagram though. But maybe I should use Snapchat so then, oh, then he, he'd hate me even more. If I'm... Yeah, he, he would dislike you for sure. Hey, I just yeah. sent you a snap, I mean, Michael. Do you, oh, that's right. You're not on it. My bad. You know, what's really interesting is, uh, is Chris who, who yeah. uh, you know, who is, I don't ever know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, don't even try. I don't know. But, you know, Chris at Caribou Social, uh, he he has done a lot with Snapchat and it is actually yeah. pretty interesting and, and has done, he's done a lot of interesting work there. So, you know, I would encourage you to, to check him out um, and and kind of get his take on it. He's got a lot of interesting information about, about it and how he's using it and things like that. So. Absolutely. Well, we're out of time. I'm out of beer. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm getting there. So you're I'll getting, you. you're getting there. Yeah, I'm hammered. Hey, he's so getting there. Uh, name Actually, the, name, a, name that movie. A, name that movie. He's getting there. I don't know. Dazed and confused. Oh. We're gonna have to edit. Sorry, I don't. I, I guess I don't know. I don't know geezer movies. Oh, I just thought of how old you must have been when that came out. God damn. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just don't know. Any, I don't watch like old people movies. So. <laughs> Don't anybody call John, you know, at, at four o'clock in the afternoon because he'll he'll be watching oh. Wheel of Fortune. Just like, that's just my like time, my man. That's my time with Pat. And, uh, <laughs> all right, man. Uh, it's good having you again. Where can people find you? I already mentioned the email address, but go go ahead again. Where can people find uh, you? Everybody can find me at Andrew Foxwell or at Foxwell. Uh, excuse me, FoxwellDigital.com uh, or Andrew at Foxwell Digital is my email. Um, have any other questions i'm happy to answer them for you for those of you that listen all the way through um, i do have a little secret tip uh, trick this month for you a little video tip um, that i'm happy to show off so feel free to toss me an email He'll snap I'm, not, to you. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to tell you what this is about so I, have, I, I it's actually true though i do have something kind of cool that i thought my guess was. Yeah, i'm kind of curious myself <laughs> thanks again all for right. being on my man we'll, we'll you see bet. you again next month all right, cheers. cheers.
awesome. Thank you so much, Andrew, again for being on the show. One more time, if you're interested in that special, special deal for PHC annual membership, go to johnloomer.com slash 594pub. If you just want to learn more about what the Power Hitters Club is all about, go to johnloomer.com slash PHC. Thanks. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.